I said, no more war. Boy George there, reminding us that war is stupid and people are stupid and love means nothing in some strange quarters. I think we find ourselves cornered in one of those strange quarters at this time in history. That was the war song, Culture Club, from uh, the album Waking Up With A House On Fire, and that was 1984, the war song. Before that, from Molly, Salit Hita, and the uh, 1989 album Koyan, Koyan, and we heard the track Yada, Salit Hita from Molly. Before that, from the Congo, playing their electrified lakembes. Uh, lakembe is like a large uh, thumb piano. And the band is Konono Number no. 1. They have been around and making extraordinary music since the 1960s and have recently experienced quite a resurgence in popularity. The album uh, from which I took those two selections is from 2010, named Assume Crash Position. And we heard uh, Mama Nobana and the short opening selection there, Thin Legs. Konono number one here on the morning train with your sole driver, J.D. Buell. Next stop, Caldera, Oregon. Turbulence 
listening to The Morning Train on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. And this is J.D. Buell, and that was The Range. The album is named Potential, and the artist behind that name is James Hinton, who wrote all the music and produced the album Potential. From what I have read, he found vocalists on YouTube and was able to write music and adapt their voices to original compositions. That one was named Florida. The 2016 album, Potential, by The Range. Before that, from last year, Battles and their album, La Di Dadi. The song was Nonviolence. How fitting. Nonviolence was the track, La Di Dadi, The Battles. Before that, Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs from 2009. The album was It's Blitz. And we heard Soft Shock from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Before that, a group named Aborigine. And the track was Ur Ku Talo, most likely from 2002. I don't know a lot about the history of that particular track. Aborigine is the group Ur Ku Talo is what we heard. And that set began with another album from 2016, Laura Gibson's new album, Empire Builder. We heard the track Caldera, Oregon. Well, back after a few weeks, we're going to head into some music from our friend Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. Tuna's going out to Marconi To all corners of the globe There ain't no hut in the Serengeti Where my wavelengths do not provoke We sure hope the DJ is on
after the fire. The fire still burns. Thank you, Pete Townshend. That's from the album Pete Townshend's Deep End Live. The Deep End was the band he formed to tour and promote the album uh, All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes. That's from a concert then in 1986. Pete Townshend's Deep End and After the Fire. Before that, The Who themselves, Roger Daltrey on vocals with Dreaming from the Waste. 1975 was the year for the album The Who by Numbers. Before that, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. If you were listening closely, you may have been surprised by a vocal cameo there from Roger Daltrey. <laughs> he gets one line in uh, that really fun song, Global Agogo. That's the name of the album. Also, the second album from Joe and the Mescaleros. Uh, what was that, about 1999? Uh, no, 2001 for Global Agogo. Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros with Roger Daltrey popping up there. And that's how we moved into The Who. And the morning train is moving now towards the end of the line. So let's begin to wrap up today's show. I don't believe in miracles, but Dee Dee Ramone believed in miracles. And here is Pearl Jam to tell you about it.
Pearl Jam covering a Dee Dee Ramone song from the later portion of the Ramones recording career that was I Believe in Miracles. Pearl Jam from live at Benaroya Hall recorded in October 2003. Well that does it for the morning train today. Thank you for riding along and until we meet next Friday at 10 a.m. This is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone. of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over that. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak healing. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah.
to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude, visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery in an age of personal music delivery systems jd buell carries on the values of progressive fm radio when the listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment the morning train with jd buell wednesday 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm freeform radio for free minds Six o'clock. It's Friday night, and that means very soon it's going to be time for outdoor comedy in the street. Socially distanced comedy for you. Mutiny Radio listener and beyond. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm and .sf. I'm not your host tonight. I'm Pam Benjamin. I'm actually the headliner. Ooh. Oh, that's exciting. We have a very special guest host tonight. Will Brown, everybody is the guest host of tonight's outdoor comedy show. He is the producer and host of Funny People, including Will Brown, here at Mutiny Radio every Thursday from 4 to 6. Check his podcast out every week, a different interview with a scintillating individual. As scintillating as he is. Uh, we are going to listen to some Elton John until the show starts. It's we're gonna, we'll start about 6.15. We're waiting for the throngs of people to amass no, it's not true. There's not throngs of people. Don't worry, it's COVID. Everyone's going to wear masks. We're socially distanced in the street. We're going to have a great time tonight doing comedy in the sunshine because that's what we do now. <laughs> but you're listening somewhere in the world. Thank you, Mutiny Radio listener, for downloading this podcast or listening live. We're going to be right back in about 15 minutes with Will Brown guest hosting outdoor comedy tonight here at Mutiny Radio, the corner of 21st in Florida. If you are listening and you're in the neighborhood, get your ass down here. And uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, again, thanks for listening. You can always donate to Mutiny Radio on our Venmo, at Mutiny Radio, all one word. It's the Burton Ernie logo. Don't ask. Don't ask. Thanks for tuning in, and we're going to be back. Hilarious people tonight, Mutiny Radio.
guest host tonight for outdoor comedy. Clap your hands wildly. Take a seat. Clap your hands together, everybody. The amazing Will Brown. Hello. Friday. What's up? Happy Friday. Is everybody at church? What's going on? Good to see you all here. Will Brown. Um, as we're getting started here, uh, is anybody, like, we're very socially distanced here. I am not even that worried about it, though. I just got my second shot last week. So that's good. Any other double shotters here? All right. A couple of you. Good. <laughs> good. Um, but, you know, I wasn't even – I'm not even worried about it now because, you know, I got the first microchip implanted, you know, three weeks ago. And then a week ago I went and got the second one. The first microchip was talking to me, telling me I was lonely. So I was like, I'll just get the second one. I feel so much better now that the government can track my every move. Like, super safe. And not like they weren't doing that anyway. Um, and you know, before they put in the second microchip, I was like, could you download some of those non-fungible tokens I got onto that chip? Because I'm getting old, and like, any way I can increase my value would be nice. I, uh, I don't know. Do you guys know what these non-fungible tokens are all about? I don't think, I don't really it's something to do with like buying digital art or like buying glasses. I don't trust it. It sounds like a scam. I mean, and what is fund? Like, don't fund with my funds. I'm gonna fund you up. <laughs> don't you get your hands off my funds? I'm gonna fund you. I mean, like, then they it means non non fakeable, non stealable. You know, I don't know if you can tell from the mullet, but I'm from West Virginia. We're real skeptical there of, like, vaccines and science and learning to read. It's not a requirement. Uh, but, you know, like, when I was growing up in West Virginia, has anybody else uh, ever experienced home dentistry? Because I have. Um, <laughs> my grandpappy, okay, so he was a home dentist. He was a moonshiner, but that didn't really pay the bills, so he also worked as a coal miner for a long time. And uh, whenever you have a wiggly tooth, a little loose tooth, you try and keep it secret from Gramps because he would come at you with a piece of string. He'd be like, I heard you got a wiggly tooth. I'm like, no, Grandpa, it's fine. And then he would tie, he would tie a string around it, around the loose tooth. He would tie the other string to a doorknob and then slam the door shut. That's how you got your teeth pulled. He called it a Yankee. And that's how we learned to hate everybody north of the Mason-Dixon line. That's what it's about. West Virginia, there's, there's a lot I can say about that. All right, um, but you know, when I moved from West Virginia to San Francisco, people educated me. They told me like, okay, so, when you introduce yourself, Will Brown, you should tell people your gender pronouns, how you identify. And I think that's good. I mean, there's more than two genders out there. Sometimes, you know, I mean, you look at me, you, you think you see, uh, like, a lumberjack coming, like, with a ginger ale or something. And then I start talking and waving my hands around, and it's like a purse fall out of my mouth. But it's <laughs> like, you know. 
so I'm like, okay, I can I can do that. Uh, so I'm Will Brown. I identify as a gay black and dad. And so my pronouns are yes, sir, and My gay son Henry is right here. Cutie. Henry, uh, well, I met him when he was 25, so I don't think he's legally my son, but he is legal, and that's good to know. Like, in every sense of the word, I was talking to you about AIDS. I mean, he looks Mexican. He's actually in Cerro Puente, Nicaragua. And um, don't be racist. So uh, when I met Henry, it was a grinder date. You guys heard about Grindr, the app for the gays. We will call we'll call it a date. We met on a Grinder date. Uh, yeah, it was pretty hot. Um, and I and I carded him. I'm like, let me see that ID. It's kind of awkward for a first date, but it's better than going to jail, you know. Um, oh, here comes Josh Khan with his accordion. Josh Khan's gonna be up here a little bit later. Okay. Um. But you know, Henry and me, I've been I've been hanging out with Henry for over a year now. We just recently celebrated our year anniversary. And Henry, you know, the way he he's kind of from like the hood part of LA and the way he talks has been kind of creeping into the way I talk. I don't know if you my buddy over here Rusty knows what I'm talking about. So like now when we go out grocery shopping, we go to the Ho Foods. Because if you're paying $6 for an avocado, you ain't just half a fool. You a whole fool. And if you have the income stream that Henry and I have, you're going to have to hoe food to pay for those groceries because it's not cheap at Whole Foods. No, it's not. Uh, we do have our differences, Henry and I, though. Um, for example, I'm circumcised. Uh, that's a story. So, okay. My mom grew up in the coal mining camps of West Virginia. She was a coal miner's daughter, just like Loretta Lynn. But uh, she was determined that her kids were going to be clean. Gosh darn it. So every Saturday, we had to take a bath. Come hell or high water, we took a bath. And I was the youngest of four, so I was last in line for the shower. So one of these days, I was coming out of the shower. My mom's having coffee with her friend. And I'm like, Mom, I took my shower. Can I go out and play? And she looks at me, she looks at her friend, she sips her coffee, and she goes, did you pull the skin back? I was like, Mom! This mom over here knows what I'm talking about. Um, she'd said that to me before, but usually not with her friends around. I was like, Mom! And she looks at her friend and she goes, you know, that doctor was Indian. I don't think he took off enough during his circumcision. Oh my God, it was so embarrassing. I couldn't believe it. But so like people have said that I have like a French cut. It's like I got like half off of my circum, I got, I got my circumcision at a half off sale, okay? And but Henry doesn't even have a foreskin. He's got like a five, six, seven, eight, nine skin. He got a lot of extra skin, you guys. And I mean, they say, there's some saying like to whom much is given, much is expected. But I'm expecting like sock puppets or something. I mean, he's got a lot. Anyways, I shouldn't embarrass Henry. He's gonna be up here telling jokes here in a few minutes. Uh, okay. Um, so we met on Grinder. You know, there's other apps like mostly straight people. They use like Tinder or Bumble. Like Bumble is that for like awkward people? I don't know. 
Uh, and then there's one called hinge, right? Hinge, I think that's a good metaphor. It's like you're joining two things together, like a hinge, right? It's a flexible connection though, okay. We're just getting started with hinge. Uh, but what happens when the relationship starts to fall apart? Do you become like unhinged? Is that when the screw drops out? When you know when the screwing drops out of a relationship, you know it's on its way out. But anyway, um, so you guys, we have a, a long list of comedians getting ready to come up. I see Jack Ferguson made it. All right, good to see you, Jack. How are you doing? Um, we got a long list of comedians coming up. Uh, is Robert Hudson? There's a couple of late comedians. Oh, he is here. All right. All right, you guys, make it nice and loud. Make a nice clappy sound for our next comedian, Robert Hudson. Yeah, my own microphone. She my best friend. She got her own mic. She drive her own car. The rest of the words to that song. <laughs> Who's that? Sweetie, I think. Sweetie, I'm pretty sure. And the other one? I can't remember the other one. What's up, guys? Oh, uh, this looks great. How much time are we doing, Pam? Oh, oh my god, I need to get into it then. I've definitely wasted at least 45 seconds. Um... Man, I did want to try some new stuff tonight, but I also <laughs> want to do well. <laughs> so <laughs> so there's a dilemma in my head going on. Um, so have you guys heard of uh, emotional support animals? <laughs> yeah, they're not real. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> I know, I was shocked when I found out, too. Uh, they say emotional support animals are these pets people can get that are supposed to uh, eliminate depression and anxiety. But they don't eliminate depression and anxiety. They just delay those effects for about 10 to 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it all comes rushing back. <laughs> It's actually counterintuitive if you think about it in the long run, in the long run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if any of you guys have been wondering uh, about the guy that put his feet up on the Supreme Court desk, you know, the Viking that raided uh, in our capital. <laughs> oh, man. What was he, just a pro-Trumper? I thought he was a warrior. Um, but turns out, you know, he uh, he eats only organic food. Did anyone see that on the news? Yeah. Yeah, so they got him organic food in prison. And I'm just like, what? Who is this guy's ancestors? I need to know. What kind of shitty, shitty Viking breed are you from <laughs> where you can't just eat any sort of meat or any sort of food that gets thrown your way? I feel like it's it's a, it's like a double standard, you know? It's hypocritical. He like goes and attacks. I mean, just imagine like him during Genghis Khan times, you know? And like barbarians are like, all right, go, rape, pillage. And he's like, 
rape and pillage? <laughs> Are you sure? I don't know about that. Both of them? Uh, uh, it seems kind of, seems like a lot of work, you know? How about just the the rape part? Well, I don't know. Like, are we are we using condoms at least? Like, that seems like that'd be a little bit more eco friendly. Um, are they sheep skin condoms? I am a vegan. You know, <laughs> I only eat organic. <laughs> no, all right. Lost you on the rape joke. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. We're gonna have to really craft that to be a lot sneakier. Um, you know, we're going to take that back to the uh, drawing board. <laughs> the drawing board, for sure. Uh, yeah, so um, my name is Robert Hudson. I, I am a multiracial comic living in SF, which means I am half Asian and half... <coughs> broke. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you guys got it. Yeah, it is expensive to live here. Yeah, especially uh, for how much shit is on the ground. <laughs> You'd think it'd be a lot cheaper. Um, have any of you guys ever just been walking around SF and you see a pile of shit and you're like, God damn, that looks a lot better than mine. <laughs> right? Like they're so substantial, right? Like they've got meat on the bones. And it's just like, geez, I'm not taking shits like that, okay? I order Blue Apron, all right? I eat their chicken kale salad. I'm trying to be healthy. I shit pellets like a rabbit, right? Does that happen when you get older? Uh, and then they're all on the street like, uh, can I have a dollar? I'm like, no, but I'll give you a 75 a month if you become my personal trainer. What are you eating? God, I got to switch to HelloFresh, I guess. <laughs> or try crack, maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the secret is. Uh, and they're so buff, too, like. Fuck. I'm like, do you even have a gym membership? <laughs> what are you doing here? Jesus. Oh, man. I think it's I think it's crazy that um stuff's starting to open back up. Like movie theaters are starting to open back up and all these things where you can sit next to people. But you know, I think they're leaving, you know, space, you know, sort of like this. I'm sure we're all, you know six or <laughs> at least three and a half feet apart that's something right you know that's half you're half protected right catch the code not the vid then you're fine you're fine i think i think that's how science works um but actually you know before the lockdown i got to see uh hamilton any fans of hamilton in the audience fans of hamilton just went like this to hamilton <laughs> dude it was rated the number one broadway show of all time He's like, yes, it's all right. It's all right. I could do better. But it's like, no, no, I get it. Th I mean, it was good. It was pretty good. Like, uh, you know, the dancing, the singing, the rapping, it was all like so fantastic. Um, and I had no idea that you could learn so much about American history in just an hour and a half. Like, I had no idea that so many of our founding fathers uh, were black. Yeah. Yeah, especially George Washington. <laughs> He was black as fuck. But the voice of an angel. <laughs> the voice of an angel. Yeah, you know who else is black with the uh, voice of an angel? The Little Mermaid now. Yes, that's the correct answer. The Little Mermaid. Disney is uh, making her black. Um, and I think it's cool, you know? Disney's been doing a lot of like gender bending and race swapping. Uh, and I think it's a good thing. 
you know, but a lot of people online had a big problem with it, uh, which was kind of crazy. Uh, and you can kind of tell because, you know, they just released, I don't know if any of you guys saw it. Who here saw the live action Mulan movie over the pandemic? You saw it? All right, one. Sorry, don't apologize <laughs> for seeing it. Look, I support it. I was like, all right, this is the Asian Black Panther. Let's go. <laughs> all Asian cast. But then they didn't even release it in theaters, you know? They just put it up online. Uh, you have to have a Disney Plus subscription, but they didn't even give it to you for that. You had to pay additional money. I think it was like twenty three ninety nine for a ticket. And I was like, what? This is how you want Asians to see your movie by charging to watch it at home? You do not understand your demographic <laughs> at all, clearly. So it was the most downloaded movie of 2020. Yes! <laughs> Go us! <laughs> that is our award. I think that's like an Oscar. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because everyone had such a problem with the Little Mermaid trailer getting announced. And uh, since they released Mulan online, um, you know, it was online movie, just like YouTube Red or Netflix, you could rate it. And you could also leave comments on the movie for the first week of its release. And on Disney Plus, the number one comment when they released the live action Mulan movie was, well, if you can make the Little Mermaid black, why can't we just make Mulan Mexican? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I left a comment under that comment and I said, well, you can't make Mulan Mexican because she's a real Asian historical figure. <laughs> she was an actual Chinese woman that fought for the emperor's armies in 400 BC. And the Little Mermaid is a fish person. <laughs> she's not real. <laughs> she could be purple and the story is still the same. <laughs> the Little Mermaid can't be Mexican because otherwise that movie just starts with her going, uh, why am I in China right now? <laughs> Or a quanto story in Chine. <laughs> You're so in Chine? <laughs> All right, guys, that's been my time. My name's Robert Hudson. Give it up for your host. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You educated me about shit envy. I've never really been envy, but I guess I've never really looked as closely as you have, I guess, Jonathan. That was good. Okay. All right, um, we got a long list of comedians. I'm gonna do a little roll call because some of these comedians, they fade in, they fade out like a haircut. Is Josh Khan here? Oh, okay. Get your accordion ready, man. You on next. Okay, and then we got Mr. Brady Pearson coming up. We've got Luke Newman is here. Is Josh Holub here? All right, Josh is here. All right, people showing up, okay. Jack Ferguson, I saw him a minute ago. What about Henry's here? John, okay. We got a long list of comedians coming up. Just a little reminder, keeping the F-bombs to, like, you get, like, a warning F-bomb, and then Pam gives you some side eye. <laughs> because there might be little children walking by on the street. We want to keep it, like, relatively clean. If you can keep it a double entendre, like, you know, like my parents would spell words out when I was a kid, you know, like, we're gonna, mm. okay, Josh Khan, are you getting ready back there? He's got musical equipment, he's got a lot to prepare. Are you, you got your microphone, you ready to go, man? Go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to uh, laugh hilariously for Mr. Josh Khan. Yeah. 
This is my own personal microphone, so I can take my mask off and just lick all my COVID all over. You all got the shot. Don't you're not, don't worry about nothing. You guys are fine. You're not. You don't want to make out with me right now. We're not spinning each other's mouths. You sure? There goes my plans for the night. This is weird doing comedy while it's still light out, man. What the time change is throwing me off. I just rolled out of bed. It's like, yeah, COVID. COVID has nullified the meaning of time. Like the continuum is all messed up. The continuum needs the vaccine. I don't know where I'm going with any of this, guys. I didn't plan none of this stuff, man. Best thing about COVID, never have to see another ad for Shenyun ever again, right? <laughs> I was sick of seeing those things everywhere, man. They tattooed a Shenyun ad on the back of my freaking eyelids. <laughs> I get it. Go, yeah, yeah 6,000 years of beautiful children. I get it. I'm not going. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people doing somersaults with stuffed sort. That's all it is. It's just terrible. I love, you know, I'm, ha I'm Asian, so I can say this stuff. You're all terrible racist for laughing, but I'm half Asian. It's good. It's good. Uh, yeah. No, COVID, yeah, COVID's a doozy. COVID's a doozy. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? Everybody's got there. Everybody's getting tested. Everyone's getting shots. Everyone's worried about having their spot to get their test at. Like, you want to have a, like a regular, I got my regular spot I go down to get my test at, right? I just get my COVID test done online. I got like an 85. I don't know if that's good or what. People are really worried. They're like, oh, my God, is this guy really <laughs> stupid? <laughs> To answer your question, yes! No. Okay. Uh, my name's Josh Kahn. I am half Korean. I'm half Jewish. That means I can produce your K-pop album on a budget. That's a weird interracial train wreck that had to happen 30-some-odd years ago for me to be standing in front of you today. But here I am. Check it out. This is what a half-Asian Jew looks like. You know? Even the half of me that's Asian, though, has just, like, stopped my aging. I'm actually 106 years old. So that's what <laughs> Stop Asian hate. Stop Asian aging. That's what I <laughs> be young forever. And then, you know, my 60th birthday, I'll just I'll turn 200 overnight. OK, I don't know where I was going with that. I didn't say I didn't write any of this down. It's OK. It's all good. But people. OK, but like some people are getting the vaccine and they're like, oh, it was great. It was like the best. I like had such a great time. Everyone was so nice. I'm like saying like saying that you had fun getting the vaccine is like saying that Sublime is your favorite band. <laughs> like, really? Really? Like, uh, I guess both things in common, they just both like needles. That's. Oh, uh, what? Too soon? That guy died in like 94. <laughs> Calm down. But his daughter and stuff, uh, yeah, just do whatever. <laughs> and I'll break the dinner. Shut up. Sorry. Sorry. That's, that's my trauma coming out there, my anti-sublime trauma. I don't know where any of this was going, you guys. I've been, I've been trapped inside at the COVID, and it's just like I'm, you know, we're all gonna we're gonna take the COVID to Mars and we're all gonna be trapped on a dome on Mars with the COVID quarantining up there. Like, they gotta give these people air, let them outside, end the shutdown. You've got to go outside. No total recall, no total recall fans. You do not recall total recall. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Whatever. Whatever. Uh yeah, I, I've been taking up my time with some weird stuff. I've been like, you know. Uh, I listen to podcasts a lot. I found a great podcast just for bald people. It's called the Joe Rogaine Experience. <laughs> Super stimulating. So follicle growth uh, is all. And, uh, you know, like a lot of comics, I've been spending a lot of time on Pornhub. Sorry, neighbors. Neighbors, kids. Mommy, what's Pornhub? What's he talking about? What's fapping, Mommy? What does fap mean? 
I feel so good for your neighbors. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna skip the porn stuff. It's too bad, right? Just do the porn stuff. I'll do. I'll do like a little bit of it. I'll just do it like I said. To be honest, though, I was on Pornhub and they were like. I, they have the most ridiculous ads. They have this ad that's like, play a game that will make you come in 20 seconds. <laughs> Where the hell do you got to be? <laughs> I'm just a bachelor. <laughs> I'm getting heckled by Genuine over here out of this Mini Cooper. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I got really into, like, they have a lot of, like, stories in porn now, you know? They, they have, like, porn parody movies, you know? Like, they got porn parodies of everything. See, this is where I didn't want to go. This is too, I feel like there's kids listening. It's weird to me. But I was watching, they have every single one of the Star Wars as a porno on porn. I shit you not. It's real. Every single episode. Episode one, the Phantom Penis. Episode two, the Clone Horse. Episode three, Revenge of the Piss. Episode four, a nude grope. Episode five, the Empire got back. <laughs> Episode six, Return of the Hentai. <laughs> I'm not gonna do all the rest of them, but they have all of them, and but only the one that's solo is still called solo. <laughs> and they have a version of Inside Lewin Davis, also called Inside Lewin Davis. <laughs> no. No name change. Not very creative of those guys. And they have it like people, people, uh, people masturbate to some weird things. I've discovered this quarantine. Uh, like all these really impractical fantasies. People that want to do it with with cats and ponies and all sorts of weird things. They even have like you can like you can watch all your favorite cartoon characters bang now, right? You can like th there's somebody out there that has a fetish for uh, the mom from The Incredibles, right? They have these videos that somebody like took the time to computer animate porn with the mom from the incredible because she's all stretchy right she has like mr fantastic's power she's like boing you know stretch arms so she can stretch so guys have this fantasy that she's gonna like coil up a spring and like you know get you just right and i'm like that's a totally impractical fantasy man the last thing that she's gonna want to do at the end of the day is more work no she's like you need a life sir and you're just looking at me she's like, you spend way too much time indoors uh, see, this is why I just didn't want to do that. Here, as a parent, yeah, I have a kid. That's horrifying. As a parent, let me give some advice. Just smoke some weed with your kids. You won't worry about little Nas X anymore, man. You just, you ha you'll, you'll be more worried that your kid has the good chronic or not. Am I right, Luke? This is how you're going to parent your children. God, someday you're going to have children, Luke. Isn't that a scary thought for the world? I'm terrified for the world. I'm terrified for me. I'm going to get through this, you guys, somehow. I'm gonna get, we're going to get through this together. Oh, my God. I'm going to do, uh, like, a couple more little things here. Okay, one more thing. Uh, I wanted to talk about baseball season because baseball season just started yesterday. Clap it up for baseball, right? <sighs> yeah, now, as a child, it was very traumatizing to go to your first big league baseball game, right? Because your dad takes you or whatever. You got to go pee. You go into the bathroom, and they have this, like, 20-foot-long trough, right? And if you're eight years old and you're about this tall, you walk in there for the first time and all of a sudden, just like to your left and to your right, it's just like, plunk, plunk, big old adult dicks right at about head level. And you know, 
It's just traumatizing me. I guess what I'm saying is my first Major League Baseball game was the first time that I found out that my dad didn't have the biggest dick in the world, <laughs> basically. Um, baseball is America's sport. Joe Biden, you know, yeah, he says he doesn't, you know, remember saying he was going to get the kids out of cages, and I, I believe him. I believe he genuinely doesn't remember. So for America, for baseball, I'm going to play you a song really quick. Hold on. We're going to get out the antique iPod here. This thing sounds like a cat swallowed a clarinet and dropped it off of the Transamerica building. So it's going to see. That's what you get. That's what you get when you get Josh Khan. It's a crazy, crazy shit show. Okay, here we go. Here's a song about baseball and about politics. Here we go. Take me out to the protest. Push me onto the ground. Buy me some milk to wash out my eyes. I don't see police ID on these guys that are pushing me into a Chrysler. This Nazi state is a shame. For it's one, two, three turns for Joe to put kids in cage. Give it up for your host, everybody. Uh, a lot of fun comedians. Stick around and uh, please donate to Mutiny Radio. Check us out online at Mutiny Radio FM. Wow. Keep it going for Josh Khan, you guys. He is a tough act to follow. So talented. He plays the piano, the guitar, the accordion, all kinds of stuff. Um, okay, so I think as as host, my job is to kind of be a palate cleanser between comedians. Um, the next comedian, we, we're definitely going to need a little cleanse between acts here. Comedians, a uh, reminder, we have a assortment of mics and sanitizing solutions, so do what you need to do. Um, but Brady Pearson, the last time he was on the microphone, he was so talking about like coming out of quarantine thirsty. But it was getting to the next level to where it was I was like, he's thirsty, but it's, it looks like it's about to get thrusty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, woo, all right, Brady. Okay, but ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. We got our next comedian coming up to the mic. It's a Brady Pearson. Hey, everybody, how you doing? I'm so excited to be here. Ooh, thank you all for being here today. I'm so excited. It's so cool. Kind of like me. Um, yeah, as, as Will mentioned, uh, yeah, I have been a little bit on the th on the horny side. You know, um, I just got my vaccination. Yeah, we're all vaxxed. Second vax. We're all excited, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited because I got to wear Miss Pfizer. You know, um, very, very exciting. She's got a like a 96 approval rating. You know, I, I also hear though that Miss Moderna is cute. Like she can be cute, you know. But then, I'm really afraid that like, mm, you got jo Johnson and Johnson. Ooh, I'm sorry about that. Oh my God. You know, like, well, they'll give that to anyone. Just, you know. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I've just been so like, uh, and it's well said. I've been like so fucking horny, dude. Like, I mean, like I've been just holding it back, and I'm just going like, oh my god, I'm afraid I'm gonna like suck the skin right off that motherfucker. You know. 
Uh, I've been inside so long, you know, I just like, I feel like I haven't seen the sun and um, like I need some D, you know? Like D, I, ca I just can't stop thinking about it. You know, like when am I gonna get it? Am I gonna get it now? Am I, gonna I try to put it in my mouth every day, but it just doesn't, you know. I have no energy without the D, you know. So that's what I'm very excited about, you know, be able to go out there and get that, s you know, that D all over my face. And that's something I look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I wait too much time to sit around and think, you know, about like uh, things going on and this whole insurrection. And uh, it made me think about the time when I was young and uh, I learned everything about um, insurrection and, revo and revolution from um, watching the Smurfs. Bear with me. Okay. This, this is all true. Okay, so Papa Smurf who is the authoritarian leader in this, in this analogy, right? He says, I've got to go and get some, hello, Smurfs, I've got to go and get some wrinkle, like wrinkle, oh, yes, some wrinkle root. I'll be smurfing right back. But please work on the dam. He's gone like five seconds, and he's like, oh, my God, you know, I could totally do this job. So, of course, he immediately fills in the power vacuum. We're one minute in, ladies and gentlemen. Then in the next minute, he's already hired his propaganda chief. The next minute, he's hired, he's got his, um, his uh, he's got, his, oh, that's right, his, um, excuse me, Harmony is his propaganda manager. And Hefty becomes his right-hand man general. And 30 seconds later, they now have spears and spearheads, and they're arresting Jokey. We're four minutes in. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, they, uh, they arrest Jokey, and then there's a prison break. All we're five minutes in. And it's all just done in just like a few, s in a, in a, oh, excuse me. New material, ladies and gentlemen. She's trying. Right? But anyway, so, oh, that's right. And so Smurfette founds the rebellion, and they're running around, and they're wearing masks, and I'm going, Smurfette, honey, you're the only woman. I don't know if the mask is really going to help, honey. I'm sorry. Then we think a little bit more about Smurfette, you know, like she's the one who leads the rebellion. She's the one who gets it all done, you know, at the end of the day. But then, then I kept thinking, if I'm thinking about Smurfs and rebellion and the aftermath, I started thinking about, well, Smurf porn, man. I mean, like, do if, if, they have, if they have autocracy and rebellion, do they have that? So I started thinking about, like, I was like, oh, okay. So filming me, she's like, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 how you feel about Smurfy? Yeah, yeah, I feel Smurfy, oh, yeah, do you, yeah, do you wear Smurfy? Smurfy, uh, 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 oh, uh, these are my fantasies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm you know, it's probably a little raw for this audience. Um, you know, there's no way. Remember my friend, one of my friends said, you know, like, how are you so confident? Said I'm not confident. I'm just stupid. Um, it's amazing what you can do when you're blind. You know, you don't have to think about much. You just like uh, get together. You kind of get a get away with it. Um, <laughs> some white ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's right. Let's talk about some 
white ass shit. Okay, so I was thinking about Goldilocks, right? Only a white woman would break into someone's house and judge the food. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you have this. Your bed sucks. <laughs> I can't take a. Oh my god. I mean, she's such a little. Mm. Bless her heart. That's what So we used to say in the South, and when you say instead of like, you know, fuck you. Oh, bless her heart. Bless her heart, she just doesn't know. Bless her heart, she's dumb as a box of rocks. Oh, hey! Gotta move out of the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nothing like a good energy change. All right, that's a comedian fire drill, ladies and gentlemen. Comedians fire drill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Restacking, we're moving. For those of you on the radio, we are restacking at the moment. I'm looking fantastic. I'm holding this shit down. Right, I'm holding this shit down, okay, are we? No. On my face, I mean, like I said, I mean, I've really got a little bit of time. I'm counting down the days it's been, like, what? Oh, Tuesdays when I get to get out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Aren't you excited? I think we should all be very excited for them. Let's see. Think, well, you know what? I think that's what I've got. So, thank you all very much. My name is Brady. All right, I got it plugged in. All right. Thank you. Here I am. Go ahead, head on in. Anybody uh, else coming in or out? All right, cool. Um, so I'm here. You guys are here. We're all here. All right. Round of applause for presence. Um, so I I can't I can't curse right. None of the, the filth, Lauren filth. I'm trying. I'm going to try my best. Maybe I'll say, uh, you know, flubber, margarine flubber.